Hey, hello, and welcome to the show. It's time for another episode of JP's Product Pick of the Week. I'm John Park, here for Adafruit Industries, and I'm excited about today's pick, uh, and I hope you will be too. So the first thing I want to do is actually send you to the website where you will find our product pick. And uh, if you head over there, not only will you find the product of the week, but you'll also find this here very video displayed down at the bottom of it. The reason I'm sending you there to that QR code or to that URL is so that you can take advantage of a big snorting 50% off discount on this week's product pick. Uh, So head on over there if you like. But before I I say any more, what I want to do is ask our own Lady Ada to tell us about this week's product pick. So take it away, Lady Ada. The KB2040, yay, it's a new RP2040 based board. It looks a lot like the Itsy Bitsy, but it has a totally different pinout. This pinout is ProMicro compatible, and this is specifically because ever since we made um, the keyboard library support um, in CircuitPython and HID support for the RP2040, folks have been like, I really want to use this for a keyboard build. And like pretty much every keyboard kit we know of uses the Pro Micro as like the standard footprint and you would solder in a Pro Micro board. But in this case, you can solder in this board um, instead of a Pro Micro and you get a much, much more powerful chip compared to like um, the Atmega 32U4, which has 32K of flash and I think 2K of RAM, 2.5K of RAM. Um, this has 256K of RAM, so like 128 times as much. Um, and it has a massive eight megabytes of flash, so you can use it as a file system or for storing code. Um, it's still got a ton of pins available. Um, it's got four analog pins and um, it's three volt logic, as, so it's compatible with um, you know, almost every um, keyboard. Um, there's also an onboard NeoPixel. There's two buttons, one for boot and reset, because you'll use that to load code onto it. Um, it's got a 500 milliamp, uh, 3.3 volt, um, regulator, it's got the raw output, and on the bottom of the board, um, there's a jumper. So if you want to drive a lot of NeoPixels, and there's there's an onboard fuse, just like the you know, Pro Micro for four, 500 milliamps or so. If you need a lot more current, um, just shorten the jumper on the bottom of the board, and that will connect the USB 5-volt directly to raw, so you can get up to 2 amps from your um, USB power supply or USB port. Although one amp is kind of as much as I recommend. You can get two, but you know one is usually um, recommended. There's a um, Type-C USB connection. And then for the two little spots at the top of the board that are not used on the Pro Micro, I brought out the D plus and D minus pins. Um, this is a little non-standard, but I figured there's people who um, want to maybe use a different USB cable or connector, and it's usually hard to get to the data pins for USB. So this is like an easy way to um, to get to them if you want to add a different, you know, panel mount USB connection. And then, um, let's see, there's a little NeoPixel on board. USB-C, semiconnector. Oh, so the semiconnector is interesting. So, you know, if you go back, there's a standard pinout, which has, um, you know, starting with TX and RX, which are digital I.O. So uh, there's, you know, 0, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. So it's 10 on one side, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. So there's 18 GPIO pins. The analog pins can be GPIO. Um, that your uh, RX and TX pins are GPIO. The SPI pins are GPIO. But um, for some uh, 65% keyboard kits, or, you know, if you just need, uh, those uh, sometimes are 5 by 15 layouts. 
and then you know maybe you need more than um, uh, 18 pins maybe you want a hundred keyboard kit and so you need two more GPIOs so that STEM IQT port actually gives you two more GPIO pins without changing the footprint of the board so you get 20 total um, so if you need 5 by 15 you can get it and you don't have to desolder or rework anything just grab a STEM IQT cable plug it in and then use the uh, yellow and blue wires as two more GPIO pins. As of this uh, video, there is not QMK support. However, there is a pull request where people are working on QMK support and I'm yep. almost positive that it'll it'll eventually get ported over. Until then, you can use KMK or you can just use CircuitPython. We have really good uh, key matrix scanning support like natively built in. It does all your key scanning for you in the background and just give you key events uh, presses and releases. So you can just like skip all that part of your code and just go straight to the, the keyboard design that you want to do. All right. Well, I'm sold. Let's check it out. I'm going to pop this camera down here to my little mystery box where we will open up the product pick of the week. And there it is. Ladies and gentlemen, the KB2040, also known affectionately as the keyboard. Uh, it comes with a couple of header pins there. Put that box away and let's talk about this. Yeah, that's right. That's the product pick of the week. It's the KB2040 keyboard. So this is, like Lady Ada said, a Pro Micro compatible board. So here's a typical uh, sort of clone Pro Micro that I have here. So you'll see they're the same size, uh, same basic pinout. Uh, like Lady Ada said, we do have a couple of extra pins here for the data USB so that you can hook up a little uh, wired panel mount for your USB, depending on the keyboard build. Sometimes that's really helpful. But otherwise, this is the board you've been looking for if you've been wanting to do custom keyboard kits. And uh, for example, here's one that I haven't built yet that I just got from Keyhive. This is a key, uh, sort of a numpad or macro pad kit has this great uh, dog stencil art there. And there's the slot for what's usually slot for the Pro Micro, but the KB2040 fits right on there. And uh, this is a typical sort of diode matrix based board. A lot of these kits are, so you solder in a bunch of diodes for the columns and rows, and then you solder in the, uh, the keys of your choice. This one you snap apart and use some, some uh, hardware in order to uh, make a little sort of sandwiched case. So uh, let's, we'll get to that. I'll get to some demos in a second, but first let's, uh, let's take a look at, um, well, we've got our lovely keyboards animation there with that cute little keycap nose clicking up and down, which I love. And if we head over to the uh, web page here, you can see it's 50% off. So today it's $4.48, which is a terrific, terrific price. Uh, and if you scroll down in here, you'll see that there's some info about the board. There are some links here, which will take you to, uh, here it says same size as form factor as the Pro Micro, which if you take a look at that, that's this SparkFun board right here, Pro Micro, which uses the Atmel 32U4. And that was really the chip that broke USB stuff wide open on, on a small form factor microcontroller that ran Arduino. Uh, so this is sort of a next generation of that idea. Uh, and if you click through to the main guide and some projects here, you'll see here's the main guide, including pinout information, downloads. If we take a look in uh, the learn guides for projects, this is one that 
Ava did on, again, another kit. This one's called the Navi 10, which is like your little friend from Zelda, Navi. Navi 10 macro pad, and it's using the KB2040 and KMK. So KMK is a keyboard, uh, I don't know what to call it, framework uh, that sits on top of CircuitPython. And it's quite straightforward to deal with the uh, KMK side of things for stuff like mapping your keys, as well as using some added functions like layers. So as you build smaller and smaller keyboards, you need more keys to do more things. So this, this notion of keys having multiple layers of meaning uh, shows up, and I'll, and I'll uh, dive into an example of that in a second. Uh, and here is some info on KMK, on the GitHub for KMK. This is the KMK firmware that I'm using and that Ava put into that guide. So from here you can find out what are your key, uh, key shortcuts or key, key names that you can use, uh, as well as some of the little shortcuts for things like layers and mod tap and stuff like that. So uh, let's, let's dive into some demos. Let me go to the overhead. Um, how about we'll use this one. So I will pull into view here. This is one kit that I've built. Uh, oh, we don't need that background there. Here we go. Uh, so this is the Navi 10. You can see here it's got the little dial matrix. Uh, on the back here, I've got my KB2040. A lot of the time, you will uh, mount things in this orientation with, with the guts uh, pointed up towards the board. That just happens to be how a lot of them are designed. Um, so the trickiest thing about this is having access still to your uh, reset and boot buttons. Some some boards will bring that out. I have one example I'll show you. Others, you just need to use a set of tweezers or something to click those. Uh, so this one here, if you take a look at, uh, first of all, let's take a look at functionality. I've got it changing my key layers, or my, rather my cameras, between a few presets in my broadcast software. So that's dancing around. Uh, and then these are acting as navigation, so up, down, left, right. If you take a look in my uh, code view here, this is, uh, this is a simple example, but the way this one works, let me make sure you can see that there, yeah, there you go, is this is the code.py file, and uh, this is the, the main thing you'll care about here is this key mapping, and that KMK link I showed will tell you what the keys are named. For example, to use numbers, it's uh, KC dot and then N in the number, so I have four, five, six, and one, two, and three here. The uh, missing, because this is sort of a matrix with a missing piece, is this XXX, so nothing happens there. Uh, there's no key there. And then I have up, down, left, and right listed on there. Uh, if we take a look at a more interesting example, I think, this is one that I am excited about. This is the Gherkin. Uh, so this is just the smallest of the smallest uh, usable keyboards. Some people actually like to torture themselves and use tiny, tiny, tiny keyboards. Um, if you take a look at that layout, it's basically only alphabet keys. And then in the center here, we have a backspace and enter, or rather a, a backspace, a, a space, enter, and escape. And the way that these layers work is we can actually, I'm going to show you an example of this, um, hold down a key. These four keys here I think I have set up so that when they're held, they actually act as a layer function, and now all of these other keys have new meaning. It's kind of bonkers. Uh, but 
The practical demo that I, that I realized last night and then Lady Ada texted me the, the exact same idea, which is this is now the, the world's ultimate Wordle uh, keyboard. If you know the game Wordle, uh, all we need is alphabetical. So I won't type any answers in here because I don't want to ruin this is today's game. Uh, but I'll show you that this is just a working keyboard. I can even try to press enter and it'll say that's not in the word list because that's not a, not a word. Uh, and I'll delete here. And I won't spoil it by showing much else. Um, if I take a look at the code for this one, let me plug this one into my... Uh, hub here, and I'll unplug that other one real quick because the code.py is sitting on here. Close this and reopen. Uh, so for this keyboard, we have some sort of special functions, and they're you can name them whatever you want. This one is called function one space, function two backspace, function three C, function four V. So in this layered uh, extension, KCLT means that keys can have two meanings or more, I think. In this case, uh, it's a letter one if it's being um, modified or it's the space if it's unmodified. And so that's how I'm able to then access all these different layers. So this is the sort of normal alphanumeric, but if I'm holding down uh, the layer one, which is this space one, if I'm holding that down, then we're gonna access the second layer. So just as an example, you can see it in here on a type. Uh, so I'm typing in regular QWERTY stuff. Uh, now if I hold that shift, these become numbers which is wild and my brain doesn't work that way, so not too practical for me, but uh, I thought it was fascinating to dive into how the layers work. It's actually a couple instances where I've, I've found it to be kind of neat. Uh, I think this, this uh, C layer and A is your tab. So you, you get keys very, very close without looking down. Uh, brings everything really, really close. 30% or 30 keys, a little tiny for me, but there you have it. Um, and if we want to take a look again at how this is wired up. Uh, this is this Gherkin keyboard. I'll show you where that comes from if you're interested. Uh, this was, a, I believe, an open source project. And let me just pull this little bottom plate. This one's made all of PCB FR4 material. So we have a key plate on top to hold the key steady. We have the PCB itself. Other side of the PCB, which you can't see now, has all of the diodes on it, as well as the keys are then soldered through. Uh, and then we have our, oh, I'm hitting buttons here. Then we have our KB2040. And there are actually ways on this one to mount it in either direction, I believe. Um, and then this is where I added a little surface mount uh, reset button right there uh, to this board, because it had it had it in the design. Uh, so just to give uh, give a little look into where these things come from, uh, I'm going to move this out of the way a little bit. There we go. Let me jump over to, uh, this is the 40% club. 40%.club is where this Gherkin design, uh, first showed up in 2016, 30 key keyboard. So you can go there and have a look. Uh, and there are versions that have LEDs and, and, uh, LED support and so on. Uh, the, shop where I got these PCBs this is not sponsored or anything, but they did a great job getting them to me quickly. So thank you very much. It's Keyhive, keyhive.xyz. 
And from there, I got that Navi kit or Navi 10 kit, the uh, Gherkin kit there. So not bad, $25 and then the cost of your uh, KB2040 to drive it and some keys, key switches, key caps. Uh, and this is the, the one with the dogs on it that I haven't built yet, it's the May pad. And I'm a big fan of, of real uh, number pads, so I may uh, build that. I've got one, one that I've built before. Uh, and so really nice that we can use either the uh, CircuitPython on its own with our uh, keypad library. You can use KMK, which gives you a lot of this added functionality of things like layers. Um, and you can run Arduino on it. Right now, there is not, as far as I know, still QMK support, but uh, that, that when it gets uh, finished for the RP2040 chip, which surely it will, because it's one of the only readily available and very powerful modern chips, uh, then you should be able to use QMK on the KB2040 uh, as well. So let's see, I think maybe that covers it. Let me have a look in the chat, see if there's any questions. Uh, hey, Anthony Becerra, trying to decide if you get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Dave Odessa brings up its half price during the stream, so a good time to, good time to do it for sure. And uh, let's see. Good. Everything. Hey, this is our Discord, by the way. If you didn't, if you didn't know who I'm often talking to, it's the Discord over here. Gary Z, Mike P, C Grover. Hello, Paul Cutler. Uh, you have enough projects going on, but I love my macro pad and would love to build a keyboard someday. Yeah, for sure. Uh, 65% or 60% is, is sort of something I'm, I'm looking forward to. So if anyone has good recommendations for uh, a project, a keyboard project that uses a pro micro sized board that I could use the KB2040 on and get the 65%. I'd love to know. Uh, that would be really cool. So I think that's going to do it. Once again, I'll remind you, head on over to our page for the RP2040 to get it for half off. You can get up to 10 of them. Uh, that's the limit. And uh, I think they're still in stock. So head on over there, pick up one or a few and uh, get to building. And, and uh, like I said, you don't have to do any particular KMK type of stuff with this. You can use this also as just a pro micro sized uh, RP2040 board. And particularly with CircuitPython on it, it's a, it's a pretty sweet board uh, with, with a lot of GPIO on it. 20 GPIO if you include that STEMI QT port. And also, by the way, I believe with some keyboard builds with support for OLEDs, you may be able to do uh, support over I squared C using that STEMI QT port. So having a little screen or other uh, gizmo on your keyboard build, uh, that's, that's a way you could add sliders, rotary encoders, things like that uh, very easily to it without doing any soldering. All right, I think that's gonna do it then for us today. Uh, so that's the product pick of the week this week. There it is, it's the KB2040 keyboard. Let's watch this cool animation again. All right, so I've got to uh, put this thing up on the board and I had a little capacitor and some wire I was gonna use as a hanger. I'm improvising hangers these days. There we go. Capacitor not necessary. Thanks everyone so much for stopping by. I'm John Park for Adafruit Industries. This has been JP's product pick of the week and I will see you soon. Bye-bye. <laughs>